Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to, yeah, that's probably an ad. This is the Adweek Podcast, and we are in Cannes, France, for the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. I'm David Greiner. I'm an editor with Adweek.com, and I am super excited to welcome Rachel Holbrook from Airbnb. How are you? Hi, I'm well, thanks. Uh, Rachel is the global head of production. And so first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your job description, which is quite varied. Yeah, sure. Well, my, my title's a little bit misleading because I have a, a very integrated team of lots of creatives and producers. Uh, it's not just production. I have a team of kind of more traditional art directors, creative directors, copywriters, and we all work together with the producers um, to make our ideas come to life. Now, you guys do quite a range of content from the very cinematic uh, Super Bowl ads mm-hmm. and uh, and these big kind of gorgeous beauty shots, but then you also have been doing a lot of, of more uh, just high content, high quantity output, right? Right. Uh, so tell us about some of the range of that, of, of some of your favorite work on the, on each of those ends. Yeah, sure. So um, the the challenge this past year has really been to to keep the the creative bar high, but scale the content and the production of the content to keep up with the the speed of our business that's been growing. That's been both the challenge and the opportunity, and, and really the opportunity to do something that um, a lot of brands have been trying to do and are trying to do right now in, in this space. And so to answer your question, I think my favorite, my favorite campaign that fits more in the traditional kind of category would definitely be the uh, We Accept campaign that we did for the Super Bowl. Um, we did that very quickly also, but oh, it, really? t- it took the shape of, of a more traditional ad, like a 30-second ad unit. And then the and then the other side of the spectrum uh, in terms of the, the scaling content was uh, the work that we did for the launch of Trips back in November. Yeah, so tell us about that. I, I, I've <laughs> always wondered, I mean, you made 500 pieces of content yeah. for that. Yeah. I, a, how did you survive? How did your sanity survive that process? <laughs> but I mean, was it fun? Was it grueling? Did you still love it by the end? It was all of those things. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Honestly, it was, we were faced with this mammoth task. We had eight weeks to produce over 500 pieces of content, as you mentioned, um, for the launch in November. And it was grueling because we, I mean, well, well, for me personally, I kind of, I had to unlearn everything that I knew about traditional production. We couldn't approach this production in the same way that you would produce 
another campaign. We couldn't have pre-production and then source uh, production services companies and then go through a network of, of um, agencies. We had to make sh everything had to be happening at the same time. Um, so I approached the, the project in the beginning in the way that I knew how. And I was working with a number of production companies to try to figure out how to do it. And a lot of them kind of said, you know, what you're trying to do is really hard. And I found that a lot of those companies, you know, they, they want to ensure success for their client. And when you're entrepreneurial in this way, you, you really can't ensure success. You just kind of have to go for it. Uh, so at the end of the day, we just decided to build the network and the, the production team in-house. That's what we did. So give us some examples of the kind of content you created. So, so the idea, if I remember right, this was about a, kind of a new product with an Airbnb that would, uh, instead of just, I'm going to go stay in this one place, it right. was about an experiential trip, right? It was, right. It was about building something bigger. So, so what were some of the content that came out of that? Right. So the launch of trips marked the moment in Airbnb's history where we moved from an accommodations provider to really an end-to-end -end travel provider. So instead of just using Airbnb to figure out where you want to stay, you can use Airbnb to figure out anything that you want to do while you're on your trip, on your experience. And so we needed content to um, give people a truer sense of what they were going to experience when they were on their trip. And photography alone couldn't do that. We were using photography to advertise and market our homes, but we needed to go beyond that to market these experiences, which meant video, of course, um, and, but it had to be scalable video because there were going to be hundreds and then very quickly thousands and thousands of these experiences that we needed to be able to capture and upload to the platform within days uh, or a week of those, those trips going live. Um, so what we did, we had a team of creatives prototyping and going out in San Francisco Going on these trips, going on these experiences, I have an incredible team in-house with the DPs, editors, motion graphics, um, photographers, and they would just take these trips all over San Francisco. And they would come back with the footage, prototype, build the 30-second the videos, and then write the creative brief that we would ultimately push out to our, the network of DPs that we built around the world. Are there any that you remember as being your favorites of little experiences <laughs> or, or just kind of moments where you're like, that one was pretty cool? Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, there are some really incredible trips out there. Um, there was, let me think, some of my favorites. One of the most beautiful trips that we shot was a violin maker in Italy. There was another um, truffle hunter in Italy. Like with a pig, you, I assume? Yeah. You okay. take the pig around, you search for truffles. Let's see, in Japan, in Tokyo, um, there was there are sumo wrestling trips. Um, the social good trips that we have on the platform are pretty incredible. You know, you can you can travel and take a few hours out of your trip to, to volunteer your time and and all of the, the funds from that go towards the cause um, that you're that you're experiencing. Um, so it's just a really wide variety. So you, you bring up a, a good transition to something I want to talk about, which is that Airbnb obviously has a reputation for not being afraid to wade into social topics. Mm -hmm. uh, it's your Super Bowl ad, uh, you know, a, a, 
whether a message of acceptance should or shouldn't be political is right. one is a separate question. But it does feel like uh, you know between the CMO Jonathan Mildenhall and just the brand in general is willing to have those conversations on in a way that other brands aren't. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you as an employee? I mean, is it uh, is it liberating in a certain way? I mean, is that does that factor into your job satisfaction? Oh, absolutely. I, it is so. It's so rewarding to work for a mission-driven brand. And we don't really think of ourselves as political so much as we think of ourselves as very values-driven. So when something's going on in the world that kind of flies in the face of our values, we're not afraid to talk about it and, and use it to, to restate our values and what we believe in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very rewarding as an employee to be able to produce work that you feel is is trying to make a positive impact. Now, but before uh, Airbnb, you were at Coca-Cola. Right. Uh, what, that's got to be a tremendously different, especially coming in, you came into Airbnb, I think, in 2014, mm -hmm. uh, when it was still very much a, a startup. Right. Uh, what was that transition like of going <laughs> from one of the biggest brands in the world to Airbnb? Oh, my gosh. I feel like the last three years I've learned more than I think I've ever learned in my life. I mean, maybe the only other time was like age zero to three, but <laughs> I mean, I've learned so much in the past three years. Um, the transition from Coca-Cola, I feel like Coca-Cola gave me the foundation of marketing and brand. And, but, but what I focused on at Coca-Cola was, um, I focused on the details. And, you know, I had the luxury of, I had the luxury of, picking apart every single frame of a film. And I had the timeline, I had the time to do that. Um, here, it's at Airbnb, it's much more about moving so much faster. I mean, just moving faster, producing more. It's, it's scaling your team, both in size and in content. I mean, like literally adding people by the day, scaling up your team. My team is, um, my team can kind of grow up to 40 people if we are producing a ton of content and shrink back down to 20 or 10, but we're just kind of constantly moving and evolving the team to suit the needs of the business. Uh, so that, that's been the biggest difference um, since Coca-Cola. But I think one of the things that is really the same is uh, long, before I, long before I started working in advertising at Coca-Cola, I was working more in experiential marketing. I, I did the Beijing Olympics. Um, I worked on the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta. And that was a very experiential marketing. The nature of it is just you, you can see how people and consumers react and interact with the work that you produce immediately. Um, you can watch it happen at the Olympics. You can watch it, watch them interact with your work at a museum. And I feel much closer to the consumer at Airbnb in that same way and closer to the community because we're co-creating this content together. So that, I took a lot of the experiential marketing kind of um, experience that I had at Coca-Cola and brought it over to, to Airbnb. So how many uh, can festivals have you been to now? This is only my second. Oh, your second, okay. Yeah. So I mean, what, is, what do you think is the value? I mean, you're here on the brand side essentially. Uh, what is the value to brands or to, to you know companies like yours or and on the production side specifically? Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you take away from it? Well, it's a great place to be inspired. Obviously, I mean, it brings together it brings together a wonderful mix of storytellers. Um, it's great to see a lot of the talks. 
uh, from the brand side, I think we, we're really leveraging the festival to meet with diverse talent. That's one of the biggest, that's one of our main goals here this year. And it's proven to be a, a really wonderful place to kind of bring together and meet new creatives and new people um, to add to our team. So, so I'm really hopeful that we can do that. And so far it's looking good. Yeah, it's it, you know, there's been a lot of mixed reaction to that idea for a few reasons. One is that Cannes is just not a very diverse uh, mm. festival. Uh, and so some people were saying, if you want to see diversity at Cannes, you have to pay to bring it right. uh, because not enough people are. Um, but at the, on the other hand, I think people were really uh, celebrating, you know, what Airbnb was trying to do and Jonathan Mildenhall of, of trying to find those people and identify them. But, yeah, what are the, some of the benefits? I mean, beyond just identifying this talent, are you guys, do you feel you're helping start a larger conversation about mm -hmm. diversity in the marketing world? Absolutely. That's, that's the goal. I mean, I hope, I hope that this push this year uh, means that Cannes will be more diverse next year and even more diverse the following year. I think that criticism that uh, Cannes isn't a very diverse place is exactly the reason why we had to start this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so I really hope that this is the beginning of a change, not just at Airbnb, not just at this festival, but in the industry as a whole. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we sure appreciate you taking a moment out of your festival to come chat with us on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Wonderful. It's been fun. Well, thanks so much, and we will be back with more podcasts uh, throughout the week uh, from Cannes, so keep an eye on your podcast feed. I'm David Griner with Adweek, and we will talk to you soon.